Hi everyone and welcome. My name is Jean-Sébastien Bocan. I'm the co-founder and CEO of the Web3 platform La Collection. And you're listening to Collection 3.0, the podcast bridging art, culture and Web3. With the rapid evolution of technology, it can be difficult to understand how it's shaping the future of art. So join me and my team of experts as they investigate this cultural revolution. the podcast by uh, La Collection. I am Marlene Corbin, the head of contemporary art uh, for La Collection. And today I am uh, very excited to have as a guest um, the financial director of the ICA Miami, Anthony Troisi, uh, to discuss the NFT and digital strategy uh, of the museum. So thank you so much, Tony, for being part of uh, this uh, discussion. And uh, as an introduction, could you please briefly introduce the ICA Miami and tell me more about its curatorial line and its program strategy. Of course, yeah. First, thank, thank you for having us. We're, we're delighted to be able to share uh, information around this space um, as it, it is um, a, a very current topic um, and continues to progress. Um, so ICA Miami is a, a contemporary art museum. Uh, we're, we were founded in 2014. We opened our permanent facility in 2017. Um, our collection begins around 1957, and the most recent work has, has yet to been made. Um, we're an institution that's dedicated to, to the stewardship of great and global contemporary art, as well as conversations about the relationship between the work for the last 50 years and the most important work being made today. Uh, our mission is the exchange of art and ideas, which is uh, a rather general mandate, but leads us to this particular question around technology uh, in the case of NFTs specifically, we were we were one of the first institutions to collect an NFT in the permanent collection. So very excited and, and happy about that, um, considering you're starting to see larger institutions now participate. Totally. And uh, jumping into Web3, actually, and uh, the fact that you were one of the first to acquire an NFT, a CryptoPunk, very early on. Uh, could you tell me a bit about uh, the background of this acquisition and why you thought it fit with the DNA of the collection? Of course. <laughs> so uh, our artistic director, uh, Alex Gartenfeld, is, is quite the visionary when it comes to contemporary art. I think in uh, years 21 and 22, the acronym NFT was inescapable. When I joined, uh, Alex was already uh, working on the initiative to um, to bring the the NFT the CryptoPunk into our, our permanent collection, I think NFTs reflect an important stage of development for blockchain technology, one that is mutable, and which is continuing to create possibilities in the space of Web3. Um, and and just returning to our mission and the way that we see ourselves as being an institutionally limber enough to be the first in the space, we were we were presented with an opportunity to, to bring a punk into the collection through uh, one of our donors. And as you know, the, the crypto punks were the first of, of large scale, limited number, unique set of NFTs. And this are considered sort of blue chip in the space uh, and will be a benchmark of this stage of, of blockchain technology when you look back on this time and years ahead. Um, I say Miami's been collecting digital art since its inception. Acquiring NFTs was sort of natural. Next step as a museum interested in building a lineage of time-based and digital art. Well, that's an ambitious one, but uh, I totally see that, yes, with your DNA and the dynamic, when you mentioned in the introduction, 
the idea to actually create bridging between art and ideas in society. Art and tech are at the edge of that. So that's, I see why it's completely matching uh, what the institution is doing. Uh, and for this first acquisition, yes, what, what could be best, as you say, than uh, an, uh, a crypto punk and uh, their legacy, basically, to start the, the story. And, and actually, it's just been the beginning because since this donation, the museums continues to have NFT projects. Uh, you've done one project performance with Cory Van Loo. I wanted also to, to get your views on how you, how you see art and technology uh, within the program of the ICM Miami, which also has uh, artists playing with traditional mediums, such as paintings. So it's really a mix for me between tradition and tech for your institution. But how do you see uh, more and more tech implied in the program and in the collection over the years? Um, so again, we, we sort of see ourselves as being very nimble. You know, we're relatively small as an institution, but that allows us to move quickly. But we also have the institutional privilege of circumspection, right? So we, we can be slow enough in, in certain instances. But we're constantly adapting and reviewing our long-term strategy to engage with technology as it applies in terms of programming, our collection, and just different aspects of the institution, including membership and other things. So with technology and its application to art, it's not just a collection, it's membership, it's, um, it's offerings to our patrons. So we will continue to, to engage and embrace those developments uh, you know, as they fit into our, our overall ambitions as the institution. But also we see, um, I feel like now you feel more comfortable with the idea of having an NFT because today we see so many um, museums uh, acquiring NFTs. SF MoMA recently, but today actually Centre Pompidou. So it's a fantastic news for Art at Tech, for Web3 artists. However, there is also this debate on uh, how, and this challenge, I think, for museums to, to own NFTs at, as there could be some uh, difficulties in terms of securities. So I wanted to know uh, from your side, which difficulty did you face actually when adopting NFTs in the, in, in the collection? And why do you think it's important for museums today to acquire NFTs? So I'll answer that in two parts. So, uh, you know, since the onset of modernism, um, historical avant-garde have been uh, dedicated to redefining art, right? Um, and that said, the fact that a form such as an NFT would be provocative enough or thought-provoking enough to reframe or refresh certain questions is just proof of the fact that there's something there. NFTs are, are essentially evolutions of blockchains, and and they struck a nerve and promulgated uh, cultural conversations, and that's at the very core of core of contemporary art. So by you know by collecting the NFTs, I think we're you know we're just continuing our mission of stewarding innovation um, through a pioneering medium. In terms of you know security and and the challenges that we faced, there were many. You know we again we were pretty early on. The technology was nascent and it was moving quite rapidly. The most important part to us was the due diligence and um, speaking to experts in the space that may not have been well. There were aren't there weren't any institutions to leverage off of at the time, so we were looking to you know native and crypto, uh, and how were they how they were handling large amounts of funds. Uh, so we spoke to, to many experts. We we were able to assemble a, a, a team of experts and get the uh, get the comfort that the technology and method that we were using to to store and preserve these assets was both secure and long lasting. And I think we've we've been able to achieve that, and we feel very confident and comfortable 
with the methods uh, and security means that that we um, we take those NFTs into our stewardship. And the 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 conservation also is quite important of those, right? So in your in your strategy, you're also looking at the conservation of of the files and and how you know technology will will evolve and uh, the artworks will be will stay basically. Yeah, absolutely. And you know that was one of the factors that we looked into when. Uh, when storing and, and, and preserving the, the NFT itself um, is to make sure that we didn't we didn't invest in a technology that could become obsolete, right? Or if, if a, a particular company um, that we were partnering or using um, went out of business, that we would have a challenge to to then access those artworks. And and so again, I think we've we found the perfect solution for the time for the current time in that. We will revisit that and, and make sure that we stay informed on all all new technological advances in that field, and make sure that you know we're we're employing the most secure this most secure method uh, of our time. Yes, uh, that's important, and it's something that we see also not only with NFTs but with video art, for instance, all uh, all art that is uh, linked to a form of uh, technology and uh, can be you know can be linked with its evolution and so it's um, it's something that is actually one of the roles of museums today. Absolutely. Um, and back to to how museums um, in, interact with their visitors, I also wanted to discuss with you another opportunities with NFTs because we are also seeing additional use cases such as using NFTs as uh, membership models as uh, ways to create new forms of ticketing or digital souvenirs. And I wanted to know if you are looking at those models for the ICME and, and um, how you see that, uh, or if maybe you don't see that actually as a way to engage more with your visitors. Uh, absolutely. So I, I think, you know, I say Miami always aims to reach and serve the broadest audience possible um, from our local community in South Florida. We ha also have a, a national and international scale of viewers and visitors um, through our various outreaches and digital uh, engagement. I think through NFTs and Web3, we're able to reach new audiences who may not have previously engaged with the museum, which is which is great. And, you know, Within Miami, there's become a large tech community alongside the, the you know, general public with interest in NFTs. And we're always looking to meet those those audiences where they are, right, to, to come to them. I think, it, you know, we're, we're at the precipice of a very exciting new frontier with uh, many cutting edge opportunities to engage with members. We're, we're exploring a number of those opportunities. We're definitely interested in new membership models and uh, expanding our NFT marketplace. You know, just a, a couple of ways that that we can implement that further and have it further ingrained and embedded in, into our DNA. Yeah, it could become because we look at it from a not purely art perspective with uh, NFTs from artists, but there is also those use cases that can be uh, extremely powerful for for museums in the future. Absolutely. Yeah. And speaking of uh, museums and the and the future, uh, there is an, an obvious also. Uh, element that we should discuss it's the metaverse because this development of art and tech also uh, touch upon this idea of uh, creating uh, for instance an, an entirely digital museums and so uh, i wanted to know your perspective for the icme i mean how do you see the the future of museums it's a difficult question i'm not sure one that i have the answer to um, it's, a, it's a big question yes. yeah <laughs> I think, you know, just is if we if we kept hold true to our values, right, which is um, to be innovative, 
the metaverse is receiving a lot of investment in that space. It's developing rapidly. And you can see through through Meta, right, who's invested billions of dollars in that space. So I think, you know, if you look out into the horizon, it, it's something that will will be a permanent, you know, virtual meeting ground and, and a way for individuals to interact. There's there's uh, NFT native collectors that have created virtual museums already. And I, you know, I think institutions uh, sort of being a little bit more slow to adopt will eventually get there. If, uh, if it makes sense and is, is organic to the museum, I, I could see that we, you know, we would participate again as, as part of our mission to be innovative. You're watching the scene at the moment and, uh, looking to see what's, what, what is going to come and, uh, what's going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's the benefit of being a museum is we, you know, uh, we can be patient, but still be innovative at the same time. I feel one, one important element in the metaverse is also the audience. I mean, as you were saying that with NFTs, you can target another audience in terms of typology. It's also a question of geography with the metaverse because then you can welcome everybody in the world. They don't need to be in, uh, in Miami for you to reach out to them. And I feel that's also the, the power of Web3 and where museums are, are, going to, are going to grow and are going to go there. So I, I, I look forward to see, to see that and how, and yes, and how you will approach that. Interestingly enough, as you were a pioneer in the NFTs, maybe you'll be a pioneer for the metaverse. Like, uh, we don't know, because at the moment, I mean, there is not a real metaverse from museum institutions that has been done. As you said, it's more from collectors or, or private uh, institutions. Right. So it's, um, I, I guess we're, we're all watching that, uh, that scene. We hope to be uh, we hope to be leaders in in all fields. Yes, uh, yes. I mean, you you started uh, you started well with the with with the first NFT. And um, actually, I wanted to go back to that. Sorry, I had one last question about actually the perception of NFTs in the traditional art market, sure. because as a pioneer on that, it must have been difficult also to 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 get the some of the reactions from the traditional art market, or was it actually completely accepted? So it's it's difficult for for me to say. I, you know, I, um, Alex has a has a very clear vision, and he's he's confident in um, in his decisions, um, and has been right on on almost everything. So so it was more a statement a statement from him, and I just think when you you know when your 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 institutional mission is to be innovative and embrace technology, and you're you're on the precipice of a, a new technology and a new movement you almost have a fiduciary obligation to to ex at least explore that right and not not to just write it off um from a traditional traditional sense uh so i think you know as as long as we're confident in our mission and we stay true to our mission any other critiques or criticisms uh will just you know are just noise and, and don't necessarily change our course of action or our decisions yeah that's that's good to know Um, and it's uh, it's brave, but as you say, it's also one of the. I feel it's also one of the DNA of the ICM Miami, and it's something that can be maybe more difficult for very conservative institutions. But in in any case, it's not your your situation here, so yeah. that totally totally makes sense. And and we see now how many institutions are actually following your following your path. And that's a great uh, you know that's a great point. I, th I think in you know. Now we have hindsight, right? Because the acquisition was so long ago, and and you can see, you know, what what Alex was doing for the institution, you know, uh, 
a year or two years ago is just now currently being accepted. So it may have been that at that time, anyone that, that was sort of skeptical of it is now embracing it. So, uh, you know, I think, you know, that, that's, that, that's his confidence in what he, um, you know, in his, his ability to d filter through any noise. And select the right thing. Anyway, we, yeah. we look forward to see how you will uh, grow this collection further and, uh, and continue this, uh, this dialogue. Um, and speaking of the future, uh, one final question I wanted to know uh, if you could tell us more about upcoming projects uh, for the IC Miami, especially in the NFT and digital art sphere, but it could be also in the traditional, traditional spheres. Yeah, sure. So, so right now we're focused on a number of major solo uh, exhibitions opening this spring. Uh, so there'll be new works by Avery Singer here, uh, who's a, an artist who uses animation and design software in her practice. Denzel Forrester uh, and Claire Toubre. In addition to you know to the traditional exhibitions, we'll continue to um, look at the NFT marketplace that we developed almost. A year and a half ago now at this point and see how we can uh, make make progress and in a larger impact with that right thank you so much i look forward every singer is a digital artist so refer you're really in that tech also uh you know uh, dimension but claire tabouret is super traditional so again it's very interesting to see how you jump from you know one medium to the other but in a way it really reflects art contemporary art today Because we see people going back to paintings, uh, you know, very young artists uh, using the, this traditional medium and continuing to uh, express themselves with it. And then artists, artists going the opposite side with technology. And uh, that's fascinating that you are, you know, continuing this dialogue and bridging the two. I, I, totally, I totally agree. Yeah. Thank you so much for this very interesting conversation. Thank you for everyone who has been listening and we look forward to be together again for another conversation about uh, Web3 and, uh, and art. Thank you so much for having us. Of course. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Collection 3.0. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, please leave us a review. Also, We would love to know what topics you'd like to see covered in future episodes. Get in touch with us in the comment section or on our collection social media networks. See you at the next episode. Goodbye.